For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What are you guys doing? Putting on the foil. Every game. Yeah, you want some? No. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins, on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, I'll answer a listener's question and a look at the Boston Bruins draft history. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Ken from Springfield messaged me last week. Yes, our good old buddy Ken came up with a pretty good question. And he asked me about bringing Milan Lucic back. He said, yes, Luc adds size and toughness, but he was starting to slow down. I can't agree. I I agree with you right there, Ken. I agree with you. Why would you want to take a chance and bring him back again? He hasn't put up big numbers in his time in Edmonton or Calgary like he did when he was with the Bruins. Well, maybe, just maybe, his numbers will go back up if he plays with Krejci again. That's a good, That I mean, think about it. He had a 30-goal season in the 2010-2011 season. That was the year they won the Cup, so... You know, he was playing with Krejci back then. So he did put up, you know, at least some some decent numbers back when he was playing with David Krejci. Now, now, you know, even with that season, he was also on a line with with Horton. So it was him, Horton, and and Krejci. And they they were probably the number, I believe, that they were the number one line that year. So... You know, who knows what might happen with him. I mean, his numbers were still good when he was traded. But he was also going to be a free agent. Okay? So, you know, what what were the Bruins going to do? Were they going to give him the big money contract? Or just let him, or trade him away? You know, or, or just let him walk? They had a bunch of, you know, they had a bunch of options there. They could have re-signed him for a lot of money. That would have that wouldn't have helped them with the cap. Um, you know they could have, they traded him they traded him to L.A. L.A. took a, ch- a chance on him, and you know or let him walk. So at least they got something out of they did get something out of those deals. They got draft out of dealing him to L.A. They got draft picks, and that was the important thing. They did get draft picks. You know, so they weren't gonna. I don't think they were. They wanted to pay him. So they they had no other choice. And it's almost the same situation as Tory Krug. All right? Now last week Tory Krug, the Bruins was 
the Bruins offered a six-year, $6.5 million offer. Okay? Haven't, he hasn't taken it. This was last week. So who knows? What's, what's, uh, who knows if they're still negotiating? They still have by the end of this week. I mean, 6.5 mil for six years, it's right in line with the undermarket contracts of Bergeron, Marshan, and Pasternak, you know, to keep, you know, they all sign that, a deal like that, to keep the Bruins core group together. But here's the thing, though, this core group is getting a, a this core group, or the older core group, or the older section of this core group, you know, they're all getting up there in age. You know, Bergeron's in there in mid-30s. He's like 35, so who knows? You know, maybe maybe it's time to, like, you know, start looking at f- at the future. So who knows? Who knows what's going to go on with, with Krug? I mean, I, I honestly, I have a feeling that he's going to take an offer from another team. It's plain and simple. That's all. That's That's what he's going to do. Okay, he's just going to take another deal. I know that there there have been rumors that he was going to be traded just traded just like Lucic was just to get something back. This way they're not just losing him. So, who knows? So, you know, maybe maybe trade him for more picks. I don't know. But let's let's talk about the let's talk about the draft. Of course, the draft is this week, you know. This will mark the first time the NHL draft has been held midweek since 1994 in Hartford. Now, a lot of people are sitting there wondering, well, why would they have done it in the middle of the week? Well, the NHL draft conflict had a con- little bit of a conflict with the Greater Hartford Open the same week. So they had the thing was that they actually had issues with, with hotel rooms in the Hartford area. So, you know, that's why they moved it to the weeknight and and to be honest, that made Hartford look a little ridiculous. You know, every other year, or every year, the NHL would have their draft. You know, they would have it on. You know, it used to be Saturday, Sunday, and now it's and now it's a Friday. The first round was on a Friday night, and now the first round's on Friday night. But it was always held on a weekend. All right, this made Hartford really look like a joke with this one, having to move it. You know, having to move it to the middle of the week. You know, well, Hartford already was a joke at that point. At that point, well, the order of the the the, uh, trying to get this out this morning. The order of the Bruins picks for this year's NHL draft. Of course, the Bruins do not have a number one pick this year. All right, so they're set. They have a second round pick, which is fifty eighth overall. A third round pick, which is eighty ninth overall. A fifth round pick that is 151st overall, a sixth round pick that is 182nd overall, and in the seventh round it's 213th overall. So you know there's, you know they have picks. It's not like you know, and it's not like the number one pick is going to basically jump off the page. Now Lucic was drafted 50th overall. Patrice Bergeron was drafted 45th. All right. So there are there are always going to be solid players in the middle to late rounds. I mean, other notable second rounders, you know, NHLers, you know, Jason Pominville, Duncan Keith, David Krejci, 
Paul Stastny, P.K. Subban, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, Tyler Toffoli, and Sebastian Ajo. Those guys, I don't know which Sebastian Ajo they're talking about. It could be the Carolinas or it could be the Islanders. We don't know. Now, Brad Marchand was picked in the third round, and he was picked 71st overall. So, you know, it's not like the first round pick, you know, is is a lock. You know, you sometimes you really don't need a first round pick. You know, you can build off of second and third round. You can build a team off of second and third rounders, maybe some free agents in there. So, you know, you're probably good to go. You know, and plus the bees seem to like trading away their first rounders or they just don't work out. I mean, they traded away Castle. They traded away. They traded away Sagan, and they traded away ha- Hamilton. So it's it's kind of interesting to see what happens. But going back and looking at the history of some of the Bruins draft picks, you know, we're going to start with the year two thousand six, which was the year Phil Kessel was tra- was um, drafted. He was drafted fifth overall. All right. Now we go to this. Now this is 2006. All right, they had three, uh, two second round picks. One was Yuri Alexandrov. Now he went. He was 37th over second round, 37th overall. Then he followed that with another second round pick, 50th overall, was Milan Lucic. All right. Now in the third round, you had. Brad Marchand, and he was 71st overall. So one of those three guys right there from the 2006 draft is still playing for the Bruins, and that is Brad Marchand. Okay, so things that didn't work out with Phil. Don't even remember. I don't even remember Yuri Alexandrov. I, I honestly don't. As a matter of fact, I'm like looking at his stats right now, and it's like he didn't even play in an NHL game. So, who knows? Um, you know, Lucic played here for a while. So, and Marshawn is still here. So, now we're going to go up to 2007. Number one overall, I mean, number first round pick, eighth overall, was Zach Hamill. Zach Hamill only played 20 NHL games. Okay? The rest of the time, he's scoring goals, but he's scoring goals down for the Providence Bruins. So, so also in 2007, second round, we had 35th pick over, the 35th pick overall was Tommy Cross. Now, I'm not sure. I believe he's still playing. He was, he was playing in Providence last time I checked. I'm not sure where he is now. He could still be in Providence. I really don't know, but you know, he, we haven't seen him play for for the Bruins. You know, maybe he had a maybe he had a cup of coffee with the team. Who knows? And now looking at 2008, number first round, 16th overall, Joel Colburn. Well, he had a, he had a cup of coffee with the Bruins for a little bit, and he ended up getting traded away to I believe he went to Toronto. He went to Toronto, so. Um, the only other notable in here was goaltender Michael Hutchinson, who is now who went on to go play for 
Winnipeg. I don't know if he's there anymore. I believe he's still there. I don't know. Uh, third overall, seventy third round, seventy seventh overall. The rest of these guys who were in here have I don't even remember them playing here. Um, two thousand and nine, first round pick, twenty fifth overall, Jordan Caron. He had he was here for the Bruins for a little bit, and nobody else like really rings a nobody else really rings a Ryan Button, Lane McDermott. He played here for a little bit. He had maybe a couple games with the Bruins. So a lot of these guys have like basically stuck into the um the you know have been stuck down in Providence. Now looking at the 2010 NHL draft, you have first round, second overall, Tyler Sagan. Of course, he got traded away. Uh, second round, 32nd overall, they had Jarrett Knight. Second second round, 45th overall, Ryan Spooner. So, you know, these are guys who actually, Ryan, you know, these are guys who, Spooner and Sagan, who have actually been on the, on the Bruins roster. And then you throw in there Craig Cunningham. He's, he, he really didn't play much in Boston. And there was a, there was a bunch of other ones. So, you know, who knows, you know, what happened here. You know, so 2010, you had Sagan and Spooner come out of that draft, you know, who made a mark in Boston. 2011, first round pick and ninth overall, Dougie Hamilton. He didn't, where did, where did he end up? He ended up getting traded. Um, we're going to go down to second rounds, 40th overall, and Alexander Koklachev. Or Koklikev or whatever. Well, he only played like nine nine NHL games, so it doesn't really. Anthony Camara was third overall, third overall, or no, third round, eight eighty first overall, and he played over in, or he, basically, playing in Providence. The only one that really stands out here is Rob O'Gara, who played with the who had a who had a career with the Bruins. You know, he was here for a while. Fifth over fifth round, one fifty five, uh, hundred and fifty one overall. So you know you get the you get the idea. Some of these guys don't even stick around. I mean, even like first round picks. I mean, here twenty twelve, first round twenty fourth overall, Malcolm Subban. Okay, first round Malcolm Subban not here. This is two thousand twelve draft. No second round pick that year. They had a third round eighty fifth overall was Matt Grizzlick. Okay, all right. So you get the idea here. You know, um, from the 2013 draft, the only person who stands out who, who has been on the on the roster has been um, sixth round, 180th overall was Anton Bleed. So he's the only one that stands out there. 2014, the 2014 draft. First overall, or first round, 25th overall, David Pasternak. Second round, 56th overall, was Ryan Donato. Fourth round, 116, was Danton Heinen. And in the fifth round, 146th overall was Anders Bork. So, you know, right there, we got some, you know, we at least got, I would say maybe like two, two three, out of those 
out of those guys are 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 still with the Bruins. Now we go up to 2015. First, we they had where they had the three first round picks. All right, three for thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. We're all all in a row. Jacob Saporo, Jake DeBrusque, and Zach Zach Senishin. Those were their first round picks. They had th- three third round, three second round picks, and those three second round picks were thirty seventh overall. Brandon Carlo, forty fifth. Force uh, Jacob Forsbacker Carlson, who is not with the team right now, he's playing back over in Europe. Fifty uh, second overall, Jeremy Lazan, and third round, seventy fifth overall was Dan Vladar. So, right there, you know that was a pretty decent draft. You know that was a pretty good draft, and then of course in twenty sixteen, fourteenth overall was. Uh, Charlie McAvoy, and 29th overall in the first round. They had two first-round picks that year. Trent Frederick, or Frederick, uh, was 29th overall. So, you know, guys, you know, they still are going to have, you know, decent picks if you get the second round because a lot of these guys don't work out. I mean, Jack Stanika, who's who's gonna, supposedly going to be really good, he was picked in the second round, 53rd overall in 2017. And the same thing with a young goaltender from from the University of Maine who I believe will probably be another Tuka Rask type of player. You know, I'm not going to say he's going to be as great as Tuka Rask, but he's going to be here, you know, he's going to be one of those young up-and-coming goaltenders. Jeremy Swayman, who uh, was picked 111th overall in the fourth round. So... You know, you get you guys get the idea. I'm not going to go through the rest of these things because they're more recent. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you are going to find some young you're you're going to find some really good players in the second round. I mean, you know, take you know, you know, go back to twenty twenty. I would go back to 2015. Second round: Brandon Carlo, Jacob Ford's back at Carlson. I mean, Jeremy Lazan. You know, Dan Vladar is third round. You know, you might find some guys in there. And, you know, looking at the goaltenders, you know, you actually have a four, you know, you have Vladar who was picked in the third round. You have Swayman who was picked in the fourth. And if you, and if you think about it, you know, there was another, there's another young hot goaltender, you know, or two actually pretty decent up and coming goaltenders in um, the, in, with, playing in New York both are playing one's playing for the Rangers one's playing for the Islanders they were fourth round picks and they're really and these and those two organizations are praising that these guys are going to be their goaltending future so you know you don't have to pick a goaltender who's a first round draft pick because you know first round draft pick goaltender comes to mind Rick DiPietro what happened to his career so basically you can you know you can say a first round pick isn't always a guaranteed lock, okay? So who knows? Who knows? Okay. Well, a couple other things going on in the world other than the the, the draft this week. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes captain uh, Oliver Ekman Larson is willing to waive his no trade his no trade clause so he can be traded to two teams. And guess what two teams they are? 
One of them is our good old Boston Bruins, and the other one is the Vancouver Canucks. Now, Ekman Larson has put up uh, nine goals and 30 points in 66 regular season games this past year. And there has been, you know, a little bit of rumblings as far as as far as the trade goes. The trade might involve Jake DeBrusque and Tuka Rask. Now, DeBrusque becomes a free agent on Friday. And Tuca has also been rumored to be going to Colorado. So, you know, I'm a little surprised that Tuca has been mentioned in any trade talks. Just a few weeks ago, Sweeney said that he didn't anticipate any future issues with Rask. And Rask was going to be with the team when the, when the season started for the 2021 season. So who knows what's what's going through his mind all of a sudden it's like well we want him but now we don't because you know because he walked out who knows it could be because he walked out he left the team could it be because he's going to be a free agent in a year so who knows you know is Sweeney really changing his mind you know does he think he can get a better better goaltender in free agency well you know there are I mean it's loaded this year I mean there's cup-winning net miners like Braden Holtby, Corey Crawford out there. I mean, former Bruin Anton Kadobin just came off a Stanley Cup run in the bubble, and I believe that they're trying. The Stars are really trying to sign Kadobin, so I don't know. And Rask is entering his final year of a seven-year of a of a seven-year. No, this is a final year of a seven million per year contract, and has talked about retiring from from the you know from hockey. After la- after next season, I mean, Rask posted a twenty six eight and six record with five shutouts and a point nine two nine save percentage. I mean, do you really want? To, do you really think you know? If you're the Bruins, if you can get a really good deal for him, you know, then you know, do you do it? You know, he he put up good numbers, and here's the other thing: if you trade Rask. Let's just say you you end up trading him to Colorado or wherever, you know, Arizona. You know, what are you going to get? Well, we all know that you're going to get Ekman Larson. You, you know that you'll probably wind up getting Ekman Larson for that deal. All right. We, we all know that. But, you know, do you do you really want to, like, give up? I mean, we don't know who, who else they're going to be able to get. You know, are you going to be able to go with Halak for the season, uh, a goaltending tandem of Halak and Vladar for the season. You know, who knows what's going to happen with that one? You know, I just, I just don't see, I just don't, I just don't see the Bruins really being competitive without Rask. I really don't. I don't see him being, you know, this team. I mean, yeah, you can probably throw Braden Holpe in there or Corey Crawford, you know, something like that, maybe you might have a chance, but I just don't see this team moving moving, moving forward in the playoffs. Of course, that's a long way away now, but I just I just don't see it. You know, I would, and I've said this the whole time, just let him stay here, play out his, play out his season, you know, and then, and then worry about it. But then again, there are a bunch of, you know, cup-winning netminders out there, and he hasn't won a cup, so who knows? And there was another goaltender making news last week. The New York Rangers 
bought out the final year of Hendrik Lundqvist's contract. Well, there's a goaltender the Bruins could probably pick up. Um, you know, because where does he go from here? Does he retire or does he sign with another team? Now, he did say in a tweet that he really wants to play. So, I don't know. He's 38 years old. Maybe it's time he, he hung up the pads. You know, who knows? But he says he wants to play. So, you know, does he sign a a one-year deal with another team? You know, does he sign with Colorado? You know, does he go to um, Washington? You know, you know if if the Capitals get rid of Braden Holt, you know, Braden if Braden Holtby doesn't sign with the Capitals, there's there's another there's another opportunity for him. I mean, sign a one-year deal with with the Capitals or the or the Colorado, and then go to Seattle. You know, maybe get in another year in Seattle. You know, maybe he comes to Boston. If the Bruins do end up trading Rask, I don't know. I mean, it could be his last chance at a cup with a real contender. You know, you know, sign a one-year deal with the Bees, win a cup, and then go and retire. Or go to Seattle. And then, you know, maybe he and Rask can be a goaltending tandem with the Kraken. That would be funny. You know, I just, I don't know. I just have this feeling. I, I know he's saying that he's, I know he's saying that he wants to continue to play. All right. But I don't know. I just have a feeling he's done. You know, maybe a front office job with the Rangers. Who knows? You know, but he wants to play. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. You know, maybe, maybe somebody will take a chance on him. You know, and I've always said this. He wasn't going to win a Stanley Cup in New York. He was going to win it as a back. Somebody's, you know, backing up somebody with another team. I mean, he could wind up backing up, being a backup, you know, you know, in Colorado or, you know, in, you know, Florida or even with the Bruins. Who knows where he's going to end up? I mean, the thing is, the Rangers are making the right choice right now. I mean, it's time to move on with younger players especially in between the pipes. I mean, they have Igor Shosturkin in there. They have Alexander Gorgiev, Georgiev, whatever the hell the kid's name is. And both goaltenders are 24 years old. Okay? So you have a pretty decent young goaltending tandem there. I mean, Lundqvist was 23 when he came to New York. So I think the Rangers are, are, are pretty good in the goaltending department. So, you know... Maybe the Bruins should should think about what they're doing. I mean, you know, Jeremy Swayman and Vladar could be your your two, you know, in two years, you know, because Rask is in his final year. He might get traded. Halak is in his final year. Maybe it's a maybe it's time. Maybe, maybe the Bruins do the same thing. You know, Jeremy Swayman from Maine and Vladar. You know, have those two guys there. So. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what the goaltending situation is going to be in two years for the Bruins, but I say they they go in this they they go in this direction, they go in the direction of having a younger younger goaltending tandem, and just let them grow throughout you know let them you know grow throughout their careers. You know the the Rangers, 
are pretty much set in, in goal for the next few years. So, you know, you know, but I wouldn't hand them this, you know, the Rangers also have the first round pick, you know, this week, you know, they had the second, they had the second round or they, they had a second overall pick last week or last year. So, you know, I wouldn't hand them the Stanley cup yet. I mean, I would give this team maybe I would probably give them three or f- three or four years to be actual contenders. And the important thing is here, you need to build build team chemistry with the younger players and the veterans. So, they, like I said, they, you still have at least three to four years before these guys are actually legit contenders. Okay. Now I know I'm gonna take I'm not gonna make a lot of friends with this what I'm with what I'm about to say, but. You're not going to win a cup with a college coach. All right. Did Tur Brooks, you know, he was a su- successful college coach. He was a, you know, he won the gold medal. He, you know, he coached the 1980 Miracle on Ice team, came to the NHL and didn't didn't really make much da- didn't really do anything in in the NHL. You know, so, you know, you're not going to win a cup with a college coach. I understand he's there for the young players, but you need someone behind the bench with some playoff experience. So maybe maybe within the two or, or the three or four year span that I'm talking about here to be contenders, maybe they actually bring in some a veteran a veteran coach NHL veteran coach. Now going back to Rask and Lundquist for for a brief moment, you know, and I you know, I don't want to jump around here or anything, but you know, just getting back to these two guys, I mean, these two veterans, you know, both have had long careers with their teams. All the Ranger fans out there, you know, the whole week, ever since, you know, he was let go, all the Ranger fans are saying, you know, you know, saying the Lundquist on social media, you know, saying thank you, good luck, you know, you know, you're a great guy, everything, you know, they're really, you know, loving this guy. And, and you know, you know, he didn't, he didn't win them a cup, but. And he took him to one final, through in his career there, but they they love the guy, you know they embraced him, you know the king he's the king. Now, whether Rask plays out his contract or gets traded, what are Bees fans gonna do when Tuka's time when Tuka time is up in Boston? You know, are they gonna say you know? Thank you. Good luck. You know, great having you here. You know, you're you're the best and everything else. Thanks for taking us to two Stanley Cup finals. Um, you know, you know, even though he didn't win any of them, but still, you know, that's not his. It was the, those things really can't. You can't put the blame on him, especially after last year. Last year, he basically he basically played his heart out last year. So you really can't blame him for losing to St. Louis last year. You really can't. But, you know, what are Bruins fans going to do to this guy? You know, are they going to say, hey, great, you know, thank you, good luck, you know, stuff like that. Or are they going to rip into the guy like they've been doing, you know, ever since he got here? And that's what they've done. You know, they've ripped into this poor guy ever since he got here. So, who knows? But, you know, that's that's another thing, you know, that's another time, you know, we'll see what happens, you know. You know, in the next couple of weeks, is he going to be traded? If not, you know, it, it. this whole saga has not has not died down, okay? You know, we're still going to be talking about Tuca no matter what, even if he's here, you know, 
until he's gone out of Boston. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that they want him out of here sooner than, rather than later. So who knows? You know, who knows what, what's going to happen there. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me at HockeyNASCAR413 or go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. That's where you can get in contact with me. If you have a question, you have a comment, go to my, go tweet me at HockeyNASCAR413 or go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on the show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Now, would you like to join me as a guest on Believe in Boston Bruins? Go to the Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page and we'll set up a date. You know, just say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I want to come on the show. And we'll set up a date. And a time to record. All you need is Skype or Zoom. And it doesn't all doesn't have to be all about the Bruins. We can talk about, you know, anything NHL. Thanks for listening and have a great week. And go Bruins. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.